All right. Well, hello. Welcome to episode two of Apicella Podcast. We are in with Hosanna Cressup today, who is a um, longtime staff member of Wyoming Brisbane. Well, yeah. In some ways. In some ways, yes. Hi, everyone. How's it's it good going? to be here. Yeah, really good. Happy and thankful that you asked me yeah. to be here. It's going to be good. Well, I'm glad that you came on. Um, Hosanna has done a number of things throughout her time here, which she's actually going to go into and actually talk about her journey through Wyoming Brisbane. Yeah. Um, but just off the top of my head, like, came through, did BLS, um, yep. basic leadership school, uh, ended up leading DTSs after that, and yeah. now actually for the past few years has been uh, running our basic leadership school here on base. Yeah. Um, so she heads up all the training for all of our staff pretty much, basically. Yep. Yeah, so it's actually been like such a journey with all the different things I've done, like doing BLS, just mm-hmm. really – trying to figure out who the heck you are and learning in that and yeah. then leading DTSs. Did that for three years, like you said. Um, and then, yeah, I've been leading BLS, basic leadership school, for almost two years starting in July. So, yeah, um, yeah I think actually that's probably been the biggest challenge out of all my different kind of things that I've done here with Wyoming Brisbane. Yeah. Um, but really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's so much that goes into the BLS. Oh my gosh. Oh, I Hon- couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> honestly, when <laughs> I said yes to it, I I was really happy leading DTSs because I think it really fit my personality. I loved watching people grow and really have yeah. kind of those initial revelations of like who God is in their life, hearing his voice and those like almost revelations of like, okay, I'm actually loved and just seeing those happen. But BLS is so much more and it's longer term kind of discipling people Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's a bigger monster than i thought it was but in a way a good thing because man even for me i've had to grow so much and it pushed me out of my comfort zone in leadership and how to do conflict resolution but even to step out into different areas of teaching and just doing new things so yeah it's Really different from anything I think I've done before, but I think I've seen the most growth in me because of how challenging it has been. Yeah. But I've really enjoyed it That's so cool. far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before we get too much into BLS. Yeah, for sure. Although we want, I want to hear about that too, but like take us through, I guess, like like when you decided to come do a DTS. Yeah. And then even like maybe your your decision to go into... BLS and yeah. kind of how things have progressed for you. And I yeah. actually want to kind of ask a, an interesting question later, but I'll save it. Okay. Okay. Cause I, yeah. I just thought of it. And okay. I think it'd be good. All right. You <laughs> hold on to that. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I was actually in university. Um, I was studying history education um, from 2010 to 2012. Yeah. History old. education? History education. Yeah. So, so like you can be a history teacher? I wanted to be a history teacher. Ooh. Long term, I actually really wanted to focus in on World War II and just teach that specifically, maybe in more of like a university um, like type of deal, which I knew I'd have to go to school more long term, but I really love history. I think it's so cool. But um, yeah, I was studying, but then I was not doing well in life, like Mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually, all of it. So 
I had siblings who had done YWAM, so I decided just to take a year off and do a DTS, and that's when I came to YWAM Brisbane to do a sports DTS in 2013, and honestly, that was quite a wild ride for me. I think it was a time where I just found who God was again in my life, you know, and just figuring out more of who I am. I think I really lost some of that when I was in university. And um, yeah, so I just had a lot of almost re-revelations of who God was in my life and where he has been in really hard times. And just he gave me a lot more purpose and a lot more confidence in who I am. And so DTS was just a really good time of just re-coming back into that sweetness with God. And pretty early on in my DTS, I saw staff and I felt really comfortable here. And I was like, man, I think I want to come back and staff, but I don't want to just do it because that's what I want to do. Because I also wanted to go back and finish my degree. So Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't until later into the DTS that I really actually felt like God was calling me to do the BLS. And I was really excited to do it because I just, I wanted to continue to grow. I wanted to come back into this community and um, where people are just have a focus to go after the Lord. So um, yeah, it was just something that I felt like the Lord spoke to me and I really held on to that. And I think my story might be a little different from other people's, but I never really doubted that for the rest of the way, all the way up to coming back to BLS. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt really secure in what God had called me in to. So I came back uh, and I started staffing one of our DTSs called MAD, um, Music, Art, and Dance. I never really done anything with that, but I definitely felt like the Lord is calling me into that. So. My BLS was just a time of stepping out into new things Mm -hmm. because I was staffing a school that I had never done as in MAD. I had done a DTS. I had to lead dance workshops where I've like, I've never been to a dance class before. So even doing that, I was like, what the heck? But when did you have to lead dance workshops? It was like our dance AFAs. So it was during the time where all school staff led all the AFAs. So they never did asked. Did you lead? I had to lead it. I Yo. led it through both my B- both the schools I staffed on BLS. I had to lead dance. Whoa. And honestly, coming into it, I was like, look, I had to tell the students, I have no experience in dance. Yeah. I love it. And I can like bust a move. But technical things, mm-hmm. I have no clue about. Yeah. So um, it was quite humbling, but I learned a lot. And I learned a lot from the students, which I think is really important to always be aware of, like, well, how can I learn? Like, yeah. um, I don't want to just learn from teachers, but I want to learn from people around me. And mm-hmm. even I think that's was a key for me all through my BLS of learning from all things around me. Um yeah, so then I led a team to Peru with my co-leader, um, and that was a bit of a bumpy ride. Um, Did you get really sick? My co-leader got really oh, sick. Oh. Um, so going into it, I was thinking that I was going to have a co-leader the whole time, but she got sick the whole time. And so I led the team by myself, and while she was trying to recover, she was – yeah, it was really <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> Um, and during the time, I think I was just like, okay, God, like, what are you doing? What the heck am I supposed to do yeah. with this? Um, but I remember one specific moment where, uh, this sounds really dramatic, but we had to, we, um, our, my co-leader got released from the hospital. Uh-huh. And so we brought her back to the place that we were staying in Cusco, Peru. But 
I felt like she should have stayed in the hospital because she was getting the better care and yeah. we were doing ministry. So we couldn't really watch over her the whole time. And I remember sending her up to the apartment with the rest of the team. And I sat in our little courtyard and cried for like 30 minutes. <laughs> I was like, okay, God, like, I know you're in this, but I don't understand. Yeah. And like, I know you're with me, but what is happening? And I need your strength. And I really remember and that specifically. Yeah, That's ahead. so hard to like when, when you have prepared for months and months, like yeah. to go on an outreach with with a co-leader, someone yeah. who's like there with you making decisions and kind of running that with you. Yeah. And then circumstances happen and you have to then like do it on your own. Yeah. Like it's just a really, it's like a tough transition to make and yeah. it's kind of taxing on your. Yeah. <laughs> on your mind, <laughs> on mind. your emotions. <laughs> like, yeah. and so it was just, it was a bizarre time but when I came back from that leading that outreach, I think it really solidified me recognizing God's goodness in my life and his faithfulness, even that's though awesome. it was really hard. Yeah. But I think that's something I've learned all through my life, that if there's going to be hard c- circumstances, well, God is going to teach me something through it. So I need to have that perspective instead of being like, wow, this sucks the whole time and like this mm-hmm. is horrible. So just having that perspective of like, yeah, this is hard, but God, I know you want to teach me something. So I want to be open to that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I did that and it was quite radical, um, I think. Um, and had to go through some conversations to kind of have yeah. some healing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, that was a big, uh, I think, thing that happened on my BLS. And then mm-hmm. shortly after that, um, they asked me after my BLS if I wanted to school lead um, one of our bigger DTSs called MAD again, but it's yeah. in a different part of the year, MAD October, which you hated. Oh, you were doing MAD February. I was doing MAD February. So okay. I was only part of really small schools. Oh. So the thought of leading a large school, and I've seen that school, it just seemed chaotic and mm. like there's so many people. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, you know what that's like yeah. as you are currently leading that school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so eventually I said yes to leading it. Um, and yeah, got through my BLS and then I started leading. Was that something that you you were like hesitating? I mean, obviously oh. it's a larger school, but. Yeah, I actually said no the first time they asked oh, me. Oh, really? They gave me two weeks to think, pray about it, which is really normal. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't wrap my head around leading that many people and yeah. just, I remember really clearly on my first school I led watching school leaders and saying to my roommate, I would never be a school leader because they always seem stressed and they're always running around. And then like a couple months later, they asked me. So initially I said no, um, just because it looked, I didn't think I was capable. I didn't think I could do it. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't want, I don't think I wanted the responsibility. Yeah, yeah. But then a couple of weeks later, I had another conversation with a guy named Jason who kind of oh, yeah. took me into his office and was like, hey, let's just talk about, like, why did you say no? And let's talk about it a little bit. And really, I didn't have a strong reason of why I said no. It was more of the stress of thinking about leading that many people. Yeah. So he had me think about, well, what is it that you want to do in life? And I was like, well, ultimately, I actually want to be a mom. And I want to show people they have worth and value in their yeah. life. 
And he was like, well, you know, you could do that in such a different way with school leading. You can actually plant that seed in other people's lives. So then they actually give that off to others Mm. as well. And that really changed my mind of even what school leading could look like and the responsibility. And so then I said yes. And I was still hesitant through the whole time. But once I graduated BLS and I started leading, I recognized how much I loved it. I think it fit a lot with kind of my personality of I'm, I'm quite outgoing. I'm okay with really large groups. Yeah. Like, give me people and I'm going to thrive. Um, and the chaos of it, I was happy with. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if it's a little chaotic, I'm all right. I can handle this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so leading schools, I led three. And all three of them were really different. The yeah. first one... <laughs> I don't know if you had this experience, but my first one, I really felt God's grace on my life because the first school was almost too easy and Mm -hmm. too good to be true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was leading on my own. um, And I, yeah, I don't really understand it, but it was such a sweet time of leading and watching people grow, but then also discipling and just working and mentoring with my staff that I had. and I had a great staff team for that school as well. Um, and so it was really good. Um, it's so weird how how every school is different. Oh, and, yeah. And I think it has to do with, like, I, I think ultimately it comes down to, like, the, peop- the people. Yeah, like 100%. They, they, each group that you have, like, has, what, you know, 35, 40 people in yeah. it. And just the combination of different personalities and stuff all mm-hmm. kind of create a dynamic on the school. And it's like, it seems like something that should just be pretty steady the whole, yeah. like every year. But from what I've noticed, it's like always so different in yeah. how things play out. And mm-hmm. um, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is really. But it's exciting though, because it, yeah. it keeps things kind of fresh and makes you challenged. And, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent, and even for me, it made me not just do the same thing that I did the year before. <laughs> that okay, yeah. well, these are going to be different students, and I even have a different staff team. Yeah. So, like, even asking God, okay, God, like, what do you want to do in this school? How, like, actually, do you want me to lead them? Mm-hmm. What is best for them? For them to learn? For them to grow? For them to have revelation? And just actually setting up the best atmosphere for students and staff to learn and grow. Yeah. And I think as a school leader, that's part of your responsibility of, okay, well, how can I set this up for people to grow? Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was just really cool because my first school was really sweet and loving and I just was really a cruisy time. Yeah. My second school got a little rough for me. <laughs> Which I guess enters Hayden. Hayden also was staffed on yeah, this Yeah, that was my first school yeah. that I staffed. Yeah. That probably had a lot to do with me. I don't think it <laughs> actually. It was probably 0.0% had to do with you. <laughs> um, and I think this school, like, I think we just had a lot of strong personalities. A lot of yeah. strong opinions. And yeah. even before this school, I think as a staff team, we were praying. And I had a picture of me swinging a sledgehammer into a brick wall. Yo, I remember that. Yeah, and thinking, is this really how, like, I felt like that was what the Lord was telling me about the school, that that's kind of what it's going to be like, just swinging a sledgehammer against the wall, a brick wall on it, not really moving. And I was like, well, I don't feel like that. There's a lot of hope like, in that. I'm fun. like, What's, I don't know how I feel about that. But then 
I shared that with the staff team, and we had another girl on the team named Eliza, and she prayed, and she actually was like, well, I feel like I have a response to that, that like an avalanche, once one thing falls, it will all mm. fall. Yeah. And so you just have to keep going. And so I really held on to that promise of like, okay, once one like revelation comes, the whole school will go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that really, it's not what I saw. And so I really struggled holding on to God's promise for revelation for the school. And yeah. I, you know, even like you got to take it into account. There's a lot of personal things happening in your own life when you want to lead a school. And yeah. for me, I was kind of going through a rough time during that time. So I really had to learn to balance my personal life and what was happening there and then also with the school. And I actually don't think I did a good job. Really? Yeah, because I remember making a really like conscious decision of, well, I have to put my personal stuff in my back pocket because mm. I don't think I'm able to carry both of these at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I thought, well, I'll just deal with my personal stuff once the school goes on outreach, which looking back, that was that's what I thought was my only option. But I think there were other options. I didn't reach out that much. And I have learned from that that actually you really need to reach out when you're leading and when you have things going on. you got to talk to other people. You need to seek out accountability and help. Yeah. And I didn't. Mm. And so I really learned from that. But I sent the school going on outreach, and I was like, I don't, I haven't seen that much growth, and yeah. I'm, my heart's sad, and I don't know what to do. And once they went on outreach, I dealt with my personal stuff, and obviously I was praying for them, checking in with leaders, and I was still holding on to that promise that God, you have to do something on outreach. But as soon as um, they came back from outreach, they were gone. I think eight weeks. I think that was a longer one, yeah. It was nine, eight, eight weeks, nine weeks? Somewhere in there. Yeah. Like eight and a half, maybe. Yeah. I remember picking up the very first team at the airport, got out of the van, and I was walking around the van. I saw one of our students, and I saw his face, and I just knew it in that moment that he looked different, and I knew, okay, God, you actually did something in his life. Yeah. And it was like that for almost every single team that came back, that God, I recognize that you actually did the avalanche happened on outreach. Yeah. Like I didn't get to see it and that's okay because really it's all for your glory, but this yeah. is amazing. So it was a, it that's, was, yeah. That's one of the times I feel like, like throughout the lecture phase, obviously there's a lot of like revelation. People are learning a lot yeah. and, and just a lot of knowledge mm-hmm. and new things that they may never have heard before. But like, I think, and what I've seen, the outreach is like the most powerful time for people to actually transform their lives because yeah. they then begin to put things into action. Mm-hmm. And like we we try to give people opportunities during the school to put Absolutely. those things into action yeah. too. But like when you go over to Peru or to Malaysia or wherever yeah. and like your whole focus for a month, two months almost yeah. is just – like reaching out to people, mm-hmm. sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, outreach type stuff. It really, I don't know, it really allows you to take everything that you've learned, all the revelation that you've gotten and just like apply it and come out the other side with yeah, like a changed perspective, a changed attitude yeah. towards things. And like, so that, that I think has always been like one of the coolest parts of the DTS. Yeah. 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 
I just love it. And then you love hearing stories of like the revelations or how those things happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was just really cool for me to see. And it's awesome. Just holding on to that promise that God had. And yeah, third school, actually, it was pretty good. I think there were a lot of things that happened in the third school, a lot of hospital visits. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. We had a girl who fell on a she she slipped and she had a mason jar in her hand. Yeah. She slipped and landed with her hand on top of the mason jar and it shattered. Yeah, and it was. I you was were there. there. I <gasps> called the I called the ambulance oh for that. Oh my gosh! It was the most gnarly thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh. It was really bad. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I don't want to. Th- anyway, <laughs> she's good now. Praise the Lord. We're gonna Lord. have to put a a warning on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Graphic content. <laughs> That's no, we won't. Yeah, I don't think we need to. <laughs> we won't go into any more detail. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that school, I would say that was a school personally for them was a school of redemption. Mm. I think they had a lot of things in their lives that needed redeeming. Mm-hmm. And I think overall I saw that happen. Yeah. Um, and knowing like halfway through the school, um, that's when they asked me if I wanted to um, take over less after I led that school that was a really hard decision um but I had one picture I felt like the Lord was giving me about like when I was praying and it was a picture of a shield so have you ever watched the show the like Vikings they have round shields yes okay well I've never seen the show but okay but they have round shields and they're pretty cool Mm. but I just had this picture of a round shield and um a fourth of it was like really sharpened. It was like a metal shield. I don't understand, but a fourth of it had like really sharp spikes on it. Yeah. And I felt like God was saying that like those sharpened spikes are actually from when I was school eating. And he said, if you continue to school eat, then you'll branch out a bit more and sharpen a little bit more of your shield, but that will be it. But you'll fine tune everything in that area. Yeah. I was like, well, that's good. But he was like, but then if you actually choose to lead BLS, you're going to start sharpening your whole shield. There'll be all of it. will start to become sharpened. But obviously like that's going to be hard because that's growing and growing is never easy. Yeah. It sucks to be challenged, man. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Preach it, brother. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like, well, I don't want to just stay where I am. Mm-hmm. I actually want to continue to grow into the leader that I feel like God has made me to be and even just as a person to grow. So that's really why I chose to kind of end my time leading DTSs and move into BLS. Um, and let me tell you, I have felt uncomfortable many times <laughs> in BLS in a good way of growing yeah, and yeah. being sharpened. Um, so it's good. But I think that's really what leadership and just growing is about. You actually have to be out of your comfort zone to yeah. grow. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. The question that I yes. want to ask. Do you have anything else to say? No, that's pretty much it. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how this will be answered. But, okay. <laughs> um, okay. So... You know, when you finish your DTS mm-hmm. and you're like plan on come back to do BLS mm-hmm. and staff a staff a DTS, 
I I remember my experience and a lot of people that I've talked to, yeah, like about that time. Mm-hmm. There was like kind of this expectation that oh, it's going to be really similar to my DTS. Oh yeah, right? <laughs> and then like I'm going to grow so much and it's going to be a lot of fun and mm-hmm. like like the you you kind of apply what you know about DTS and put that as the context for like what BLS yeah. will be like. Yeah. And then you get to, you come back on staff and you get Jokes. about a week in and you're like, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a lot different. Yeah. Okay. So, and cause it's just different. Like you're, you're the DTS is you come so that you can grow. You yeah. come so that you can learn so that you can, that you can, you know, deepen your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And you can still do all those things on BLS, but your focus as a staff member is more to serve people mm-hmm. and and kind of bring people through that process of growth. And, mm-hmm. and so you're not necessarily coming for yourself, you're coming for others. Yeah. And so it's like, it's it's a really different, I don't know, there's like, this is a different experience. Yeah. And I wonder, is... Is there like a similar feeling from after leading a DTS to then leading BLS? Mm. Is there like a similar thing where you kind of expecting like, oh, this is going to be kind of similar. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's different in yeah. the way that it functions. But yeah. And then you get there and you're like, oh, man, this is like so much different. <laughs> yeah. I think I had somewhat of an expectation of, well, I've led schools leading uh, you would say like a ministry. Yeah. So I've done that for three years leading a yeah. DTS. So I did really anticipate a lot of things just to cross apply mm-hmm. of the things that I've learned leading DTS. I could easily just put into leading BLS. Yeah. And some of those areas is right. Like organizing speakers and yeah, yeah, yeah. class, like how to facilitate class and doing announcements, all of that stuff does. But there's so much more. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a bit of a surprise to me how much more there was. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah. So it was <laughs> nothing like what I thought it was going to be. And that's okay. Yeah. Because most things that you set out to do are probably not going to be how you envisioned it to be. Um. And I think I really had to recognize, okay, well, why am I leading BLS? Because when I yeah. joined, the, um, we had two staff, Shannon and Philippe, who had been on the team for – Philippe had been there for a couple of years. Shannon had joined for at least six months. So mm-hmm. they actually knew more about BLS and how things ran and how things go, the culture of the ministry. Yeah. They knew all of that more than I did. Ooh. And so it was really strange coming from a school leader perspective from DTS. You are the one who are like is setting the culture. You are asking the Lord what is like, well, how should this be? Or like setting up how the school is going to run. And then I entered into this and I'm like, I'm actually not the one who knows everything. This is weird. Yeah. Um, But now obviously I've been in it for almost two years, so I get it. But it was a really different transition and it took me i would say up to nine months whoa to fully feel comfortable in my in the place of leading bls really 
and not so much of like oh, I was really insecure. Yeah. But it was just like procedures, policies that I yeah. just was like, I don't know how to do this. There's just like a constant tension was, of like. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. people would ask me like, I don't know, but I can <laughs> go and try to figure it out or make something up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it took a long time for me to fully figure out, okay, BLS, like, how do I run this? How does it work? And even what can we offer to everyone who mm-hmm. wants to come back and staff at Whiteman Brisbane? Um, and so there was a lot of just development mm-hmm. in the course yeah. or in the ministry when I joined because one, I just needed to get to know it. And two, we were still developing a lot of the content because we had just switched over to a new way of doing BLS. Um, so yeah, it was definitely the kind of like that feeling of coming back for BLS thinking it was going to be similar, but yeah, yeah. it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> a few things cross apply, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, that's good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, don't know how to wedge this in, but I'm gonna just do it. Okay. Um, with you know, I think a lot of like along your like throughout your story, I guess that mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of instances of just kind of being let loose on something. I don't know yeah. if let loose is the right term, but mm. like you're put in a position, and mm-hmm. it, you know, it starts with with. BLS coming back for staff and, yeah and like you're all of a sudden like with two weeks of training yeah you know you're all, you're all of a sudden discipling a group of people mm-hmm. like planning an outreach leading an outreach overseas mm-hmm. with you know a group of maybe up to 10 people sometimes yeah and like it's just you kind of get put in that position and are trusted with it to to go out with it and, and, you know, do what's required, I guess, do the, do the job. Yeah. And then, you know, even, I think school leadership is even a little bit of that. I know there's a lot more training that goes into that, but, Mm. you know, you kind of, you get put in place (laughs) and they kind of walk you, help, you know, train you through it and stuff. But at the end of the day, you're kind of going in like, I remember not so much last year because I was leading with Jason, but that's right. And Jason has led many schools before, but yeah. so I felt more comfortable. But yeah. I remember going in this year, like mm-hmm. thinking, "Why am I doing this? Like, why are they letting me do this again?" <laughs> and like, I don't know. You're just trusted with something that, yeah. And I think that that's something that throughout, like YWAM, something yeah. that we do really well. And one of my favorite thing, like favorite aspects of YWAM as a as a ministry and maybe not so much because obviously like our main focus is is like sharing the gospel yeah and and missions yeah right but like as far as personal development like yeah one of my favorite aspects of YWAM as a whole is that like that just trust that they have for people and like the ability to um just say, all right, well, like we believe yeah. that this is what God's, the direction that God's going with it. Mm-hmm. 
I think we think that you're the right person for this. And so we're, we're going to trust you with that position. Yeah. And yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> Honestly, like YWAM is one of the few, well, it's probably right now the only thing that I've really seen that's so releasing of mm-hmm. young people of just saying like, Hey, you're 19 and you want to lead a team of 10 to Malaysia. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, and obviously we don't just throw people out and be like, good luck. Like <laughs> sometimes. <See ya>. <laughs> but it is very much a, like, hey, you have this responsibility and you're going to be working this out. But there are going to be people alongside of you yeah. who are training you along the way, who are encouraging you, praying with you, like all of that. But the things that I've done here in the last six and a half years mm-hmm. I don't think I would be able to do until I'm 30 in yeah. the real world I would say real world like in a corporate world I should yeah, say yeah. that like I was in charge of leading a group of 40 to 50 people for three years and I was in still my mid early to mid 20s mm-hmm. and that's really bizarre <laughs> yeah for any type of even corporate company to allow someone that young to yeah. take that on. And I think that's what we're so good at, at championing young people, yeah. but also just being like, hey, we want you to grow. So here's an opportunity. And even if you make mistakes along the way, we are almost anticipating you to make mistakes. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, Make them because I think that means you're actually going for it. You're actually risking yeah. something. Yeah. And so I think that's what we are really good at that. Mm-hmm. Just being like, hey, go for it. We're here to almost catch you if you make a mistake. Yeah. But we want you to see how capable you actually are. And I think that's the thing that so many people, even on BLS, come and are really worried about leading outreaches or having one-on-ones. But when they get the training and they start doing it, they recognize, actually, I love this. And I don't know if they would have that opportunity until mm-hmm. much later in their life to recognize it. And so, yeah. yeah it's, or realize that it's not for them. And, yeah, also well, realizing <laughs> like, yeah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would love, I, I think that you make a good point about like, um, oh, hold on. I would love <laughs> to see like in a corporate world, like the, whatever, the normal yeah. world. Um to see this like style of learning mm-hmm. and education really. Yeah. Cause there's, I mean, leading a school, you're, if you lead a school for three years, yeah, you come out the side of it, the other side of it and you could manage a business. You yeah. Could, there's like a lot of, or a number of other things, but yes. there's a lot of skills that you take away from it. Mm-hmm. And even, even staffing a school, like yeah. you come away with management skills and mm-hmm. and ministry skills and, and people skills. People skills, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> and, and like I would love to see that like learning by doing yeah. type style of learning in, you know, even yeah. in our education system. And yeah. I don't know if it will ever happen, but. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's happening where, some in yeah. some companies and corporate in some yeah. corporate ways and in some schooling systems. I'm sure it's happening, but yeah. I would say in the main road. Yeah. It's still really in the traditional yeah. mindset um, of how to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 
it would be really cool to see how that could be incorporated into a lot of yeah. different companies and schooling. I think that's a great thing. Kids learn so much better when they're able to do something. Yeah. Or And even when I was in school, I loved when we got to actually leave the classroom and go out in our playground and, like, act something out or do something. It was just like, wow, yeah. this is this is real. Okay. Dude, this is really weird. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is totally off to the side. I know he probably won't. Okay, that Jason, who we've talked about a few yeah. times. He had, when he was in preschool, this is, I'll maybe cut this out. I <laughs> okay. <don't know>. <laughs> when he was in preschool, they they set up this, like, thing where, like, half of the day they would go out and build forts out in the <gasps> in the playground. Yeah. And, like, they had, like, created their own government and stuff. Maybe it was in preschool, maybe it was elementary school. <laughs> I was like, they know how but to like, do government. They, like, created their own government That's and stuff. So cool. And, like, had different forts that different groups would. Yeah stay at and stuff i was like that's really cool oh my gosh that's it uh, we should create like a school and just let's and like just make our own school make forts and stuff make forts it'll be forts. learn school. life yeah <laughs> yeah well cool um well we're running out of time yeah we went over a little bit we did i'm sorry i so i just talked <laughs> no you're good you're good well thank you hosanna um yeah yeah thanks hayden for having me this is good you're welcome yeah um this is opposite podcast signing off i guess (laughs) all right bye everybody